Hey guys, uh, thanks for listening. Wanted to let you know about this week's podcast. It is with Dr. Jennifer, Jennifer Frankowski. Um, hope I didn't mess that up. But uh, she is a physical therapist here in Concord, North Carolina. And um, this was really fun to record. All of them have been great. But this is hands down a the longest episode we've had so far and um, probably one of the most informative that we've had as far as just giving you information to help um, get out of pain. Uh, she's a great resource to have in our pocket and uh, really enjoyed, really enjoyed recording this. If you are not subscribed to the podcast, then please go ahead and click on there and um, check the show notes for all of Dr. Frankowski's contact information and um, how to get up with her and check out her social media. She's killing it over there. Um, As always, thanks a lot for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. Take it easy. And we're rocking and rolling. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, I am here. I am horrible with last names, so just help me out. I'll okay. try. I'm here with uh, Dr. Jennifer Frankowski. 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 I do it. No, it's everyone. It's you're not the only one. Everyone butchers it. So, it's, um, Frankowski. Yep. Okay. Yep. There's awesome. just an O, no W. That's why I tell people so then they. O, no W. Frankowski. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jennifer Van Frankowski, uh, Doctor of Physical Therapy. Correct. And um, she is a part of our referral network that we send our clients out to to um to make sure that they stay pain-free and that they stay functional for a very long time in whatever wherever their fitness journey leads them um so i really wanted to get you on here today to really talk about you Mm -hmm. how you got started in fitness and physical therapy you have a really great story me and you've gone back and forth about that before yeah um but also how you currently help people mm-hmm. like your patients and our process to get people referred over to you yep and then get them back to fitness right and right. I've had a ton of people when I mentioned things like physical therapy they kind of think traditionally post-surgery post-surgery right. Right. I'm there for an hour on a bike pulling bands and stuff right. and throw the heat pack on me right. right but you have a very different approach correct and um so that's why we that's why we speak to you yeah so um really quick just uh kind of tell people about you Okay. Just your your bio. Okay, my little bio. So, um, education bio. Um, I did my undergraduate at Liberty University and um, studied. Um, okay, studied uh, kinesiology with a specialization in exercise science. Um, I went and got my um, ACSM health fitness specialist certification so I could be a personal trainer, um, and ended up getting into PT school. So I was like awesome I'm gonna go right into PT school and um, studied then so went through seven years of school got my doctorate of physical therapy at Lynchburg College Um, worked immediately in outpatient did an orthopedic residency which is just even more education extra schooling after and um, that was really really difficult Um, ended up my company had had a little falling out with their business partners, which led me to move to uh, Charlotte and um, was working here, worked in outpatient, you know, sports related injuries, um, anything from shoulder pain to hip pain, some surgical, um, surgical repairs and rehab through surgery. Um, and then really hated what I was doing working for someone else um, because they would have me see anywhere from two closer to three to six patients um at a time overlapping really the kind of the most of the time it was three to four patients but there'd be a time that i'd have six people there at once and i'm juggling back and forth maybe spending 10 15 minutes with a patient and then a tech helping and i just was like regretting my career choice and um so I was like, I have to do something different. So four years ago, I started coming up with like a business plan. What do I want to do? And finally had launched um, my business in April of 2018 called Be The Change Physiotherapy because I wanted to be the change that I wanted to see in the world with physical therapy and how we treat patients and provide them with one-on-one care. Um, little bit kind of background I know you had asked earlier what kind of got me into physical therapy 
Um, I was a gymnast when I was younger, and um, you'd kind of ask what physical, what I got, what got me into physical therapy, and what got me into fitness. Yeah. Um, being a gymnast, I mean, you're fit, you're training all the time. Right. Um, I had injured my back in gymnastics and had to so-called retire from gymnastics, but still coached and ended up getting into track and field and um, broke my leg hurtling my junior year of high school mm -hmm. and um, right before our districts meet and had to go through rehab all summer long. Um, I remember my track coach saying, I think we're gonna do something else and I just want you to pull vault. Maybe let's try doing the shot put, like anything but hurtling. Just a bunch of right, right. And um, I was determined to go back to hurdling. And um, even when I had broke my leg, I hit a hurdle, fell down, got back up and ran, huh. told everyone I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm good, you know, I'll run the 300s next. Um, so I was tough, you know, I mm -hmm. was determined. I was not gonna let that stop me. Yeah. So that next year, I finally convinced my coach to let me run after I'd had rehab all summer. In my first meet, I ran state qualifying time. And he was like, okay, I guess you can hurdle this year. And how old were you? And I was 17. Okay. Yeah. Still so, in high school. Yeah, I was okay. still in high school then. So, um, But I hadn't hit state qualifying time in the three years before I had hurdled. Mm -hmm. And I could attribute it to all the rehab I had that summer. You know, really specifically working on, you know, the small muscle groups, relaying that foundation, and then getting back into agility work. And um, so I could see I came back stronger than ever. Yeah. So that kind of got me started to think about physical therapy and how cool I thought it was. Mm -hmm. um, but I, my experience as a patient was great. And then my experience as a professional was different when I got into working. Yeah. And I didn't see the same quality that I wanted for patients. So that's really why, um, kind of how I got into physical therapy. I've stayed active my whole life. Now I do CrossFit, but do running, you know, anything. I've run some ultra marathons, right. just anything fitness related to keep me healthy, but also help me relate to patients. Um, so through that, I've had various setbacks that have helped me, um, understand how to train through injuries yeah. basically um and so that's so. that's really um interesting right because we get that a lot there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a lot of people in general and you've seen it too i'm sure yeah where i have an injury but because they don't have the experience right. either athletically or physically yep they feel like well this should happen much faster right but they have a very low training age right and they're right. trying to get them to kind of understand that language is like i don't know what you mean right I'm hurt, this should take me three days to not be hurt. Right, and I'm fine. And I'm fine. Right. But it's very different, and even with your experience, like right. it took you some time right. to build up a ton of exercise experience, right. and now you can say, I'm going to go do CrossFit or run, and right. you can start to have a ton of variety right. because of all the time you spent. Into it. Into it, right. for sure. Yeah. Right, and with, with injuries, too, a lot of times people think, well, I hurt myself now I'm gonna just have to stop doing that yeah you know and um, that's I feel like as an athlete or someone that's just um, active that that's the worst thing they can hear you yeah. know and for you you know as a um, gym owner to someone saying hey I can't I can't come anymore I need to put my membership on hold yeah. because I'm hurt mm -hmm. well how can we train through that yeah. you know safely um, so I know that's where um, you've referred people to me. Hey, I've given someone your contact information. They're having pain with this. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I can come in and help you guys with that as well. Yeah. Um, and that's my goal for the patients. You know, I want them to continue to do what they love and what they want to do. Um, not feel like they're held back, but ease into the yeah. type of fitness that they're trying to do. Absolutely. And that there is kind of that, because we say it in here all the time, there is kind of that um, path to success for you. Mm -hmm. This is a roadblock, but right. just like any roadblock, you give it time, you can get past it. Right. Like if you're literally sitting in a car and yeah. there's a blocked road, 
there's ways to get around it so you can keep going to your destination. Correct. So, kind of the same idea as an analogy. And um, so with that, the patients that you currently have, mm-hmm. you're, you really have a mix of them, right? So you have some that are um, aspiring athletes or actual yep. athletes. Right. Um, and then really a lot of women, because you did a pelvic floor seminar with yep. us. Yeah. So it really spans the... the um, the word I'm looking the for. The range of... Yeah, the range of type of person, right? Right, type of but, person, um, type of injury. But for us specifically, um, we refer clients to you to um, help them get out of pain, something that we can't right. work out through traditional exercise. Right. We have some kind of physical therapy tools, Yeah. but if it gets to the point where it's like, this is potentially pre-surgery or post-surgery stuff, right? then we really start to lean on, well, you need to go see somebody else about this. Right. Right. We can't. If you have continuous pain in your shoulder, put it over your head. Right. Well, you haven't put anything over your head. Right. But then maybe you need to make sure your structure's okay. Right. Right. So can you can you kind of talk through how you would help um, a client we send to you that's currently in pain with exercise and right. is just kind of there and they're trying to figure out a way out of it? Right. Yes. Yeah, so we can um, actually legally, you know, diagnose. That's part of our um, our education is being able to diagnose the patient and. Um, with my business, a lot of times um, when you go to some traditional physical therapy offices, they aren't allowed the same amount of time that um, patients may need. So they're under some time constraints. So they're just trying to address the pain. What's the pain? Let's, and they end up covering up the pain, like putting a Band-Aid over the pain instead of finding the true source of the pain. So um, you send someone to me, say it's um, shoulder pain, just like you said, overhead motion. Yeah. So that's so common, shoulder pain. Um, my goal is to figure out and obviously be in touch with what the patient's goals are too, but my goal when they come in is, okay, is their pain from um, first how to start? So is it immediately when they tried to just put a PVC pipe overhead right. um, or they raise overhead? If there's some immediate pain, okay, then there could be um, an, a mobility deficit. There could be um, some inflammation somewhere in the tissues that has come from, from repetitive motion. If they don't have pain, that comes on till, hey, I, I didn't have pain till I got to the 10th rep. Okay, maybe is maybe the load's off. So is the load that they're trying to do, is that too heavy? Um, or is it a volume issue so maybe they did too much too fast you know a lot of times people will come in and they're like i was fine but then you know when i got to the last round and you figure out there was 40 reps 50 reps involved then they started having pain so um it could again still be a weakness that the muscles haven't caught up to that volume Mm -hmm. so that's kind of my goal to figure out and then be able to um, diagnose obviously what tissues are involved. Um, is there a tear first off too? make sure there's no um, damage per se. Um, I don't even like to use the word damage because it's negative. Yes. So I usually <laughs> will say, um, you know, inflammation or irritation, yeah. you know, because um, we can calm down that inflammation just because something hurts doesn't mean something's broken. Right. So, um, I would assess that obviously and then um, give basically give the um, patient a explanation of the findings and then how do we fix it so give them a lot of things for them to do on their own obviously I work on them if there's a mobility deficit doing a lot of manual therapy if there's pain trying to calm the pain down um, and then give them things to do on their own and that's where I share with you guys, you know, any um, uh, business owners, personal trainers that are involved in their care, as long as the patient consents for me to share, then I can share, hey, this is what I did with them, and this is what they need to be doing for, like, their prehab, you know, before they even do these movements. Because I'll have a patient come in, and they may have pain coming in. We do some specific exercises. I work on them mobility-wise, and that day they may walk out, do that same movement, and be pain-free. Just because we helped recruit the right muscles that were either under-recruiting or calm down some of that inflamed tissue, um, and then gain some mobility. So I hope that kind of answers the question a little bit more detail for you. Yeah, it did, for sure. (laughs) And that's what what I'm looking for, right? Because everybody gets, like I told you, there's this kind of, traditional 
physical therapy where people know our demographics a little bit older. Right. So when they come in here, and even just people in general public I speak to, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want to see a physical therapist because I get wrapped up in my insurance and I have to be there for 20 minutes to 30 minutes and then I'm in and out. They don't really right. talk to me about anything. Right. Or you're there for an hour and you right. see the therapist for 10 you, minutes. You leave and they give you a printout of a piece of paper and that's all you get from them. Right. This is very different and it aligns with us because you are putting people through an assessment to mm-hmm. see where their pain started right. and how you can help move them forward. Right. And we use the same process here. That's really how I go about making sure I can refer people to you. Right, right. If somebody comes to me and they're new yeah. and they have pain with right the away. movement yeah. that is aligned, is aligned with their goal, yeah. I need for you to go see her before we even get started. Right, right. Give me a list of do's and don'ts and then we can right. We can move you forward. Right. And we're kind of wrapped up in, well, aren't you a personal trainer? Right. Right. But this is the scope that I can play right. in. Right, right. And that's the entire reason for having you. Right. So getting people to understand like, okay, Physical therapy isn't a bad thing. It's necessary. Right. Because, and this is kind of the next subject I want to talk to you about. Yeah. You really shouldn't, for the most part, and this is, I think this will be fun, shouldn't really be exercising with just pain and be okay with it. Right. Right. Um, so what we do here is we kind of give some guidelines as to pain. Mm-hmm. Even if, like, somebody comes back with a referral from you, this list of do's and don'ts. Right. And we use the, the pain scale. Yeah. And so one to five, and it's a one to five, and let's continue to try to work through right. it, see if we can right. manage it yep. with movement. Yep. If it's greater than that, then we maybe need another referral or more sessions with you. Right. Or we just need to take that movement out completely. Right. And if they go to you, then hopefully you know that. Right. Do you right. do something similar, or is it? do you have people work through any type of pain at all? Or? Yeah, so um, very similar, like with pain scale, um, I'll use, you know, zero to ten with certain um, – specific training that we're doing um when i'm when i'm doing exercises with them i'll say too i don't want this to be above a six or a seven however it depends on the person if you kind of already know the person and they have a high pain tolerance i'm telling them four or five um but a lot one guideline i'll use too is it's okay to feel the pain initially sometimes we'll feel pain and then we get moving the pain goes away or it lessens Mm -hmm. if that's the case i let them continue through it but I also tell them, you know, be aware of how you feel the next day. And there's a difference between, obviously, pain and soreness. So if you can pinpoint your pain and you're like, it is right here, um, then that's typically, you know, a, a more specific pain response. Is there a muscle tissue irritated versus my whole arm sore, you right. know, like, and I could feel it in my muscles. Um, that's a little different, but um, kind of first understanding soreness and pain because some people don't really understand soreness. So can you can you kind of talk about the difference between those two for you, like how you kind of define it and explain to people? So usually soreness, I'll say, typically a little bit more achy or if you're sore, you can stretch and it should relieve it. You can feel tight, um, but stretching should relieve some of it. And typically you'll feel in like a larger area, surface mm-hmm. area. So you might feel in your whole thigh or your whole arm. Um, but should never be like numbness, tingling, anything like that. Um, And then pain typically, the, I'll say, negative pain will be like more sharp pain. You know, when you move, does this feel like it's a sharp, sharp pain? Or um, does movement help? If movement helps, um, that's a good thing. Obviously keep moving. So a lot of times people will feel pain and then they're like, I don't know if this is good or bad. Right. So I'll say, like, try to move through it. If it feels better to move, move through it, and then don't be concerned about it if it goes away in a couple of days. You know, right. now if it's lingering for two weeks or more, then that's more of a concern. You should definitely have someone evaluate you and look at that. Or if they're still coming in the gym, maybe you back off on any pain-free movements for that day mm-hmm. just to help them, them move. Um, and again, like you said, that zero to 10, if they've had a little flare up and it's been a little elevated, then maybe they are avoiding anything that's painful that day. Yeah. Um, depends on where the pain is. Yeah. So we do. Um, so we use a, for like a high low method mm-hmm. for training. Right. So you have one high day if it's kind of tough and yep. then you back off the next day. Yep. And that manages it generally well for a lot of people. Right. We even have some clients that come in that have 24, 48 hours off. They still feel kind of sore. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there a particular reason for that? 
Um, that's okay to be sore 24 to 48 hours. It depends right. on the intensity of their workout. So um, that's most often related to DOMS, so delayed onset muscle soreness. Um, and that's okay if it's just soreness. You know, lingering for, for longer than that or if they're really, really over-fatigued um, and legs or arms feel really heavy, maybe they overtrained yeah. a little bit. Um, so that's something to be aware of, or if they've lost range of motion. I was just about to ask you that. So, if there was a loss of range of motion, that would be a little more significant than just, oh, I feel right. kind of sore. Right. Okay. Like, you know, um, just for example, the arm, if they have trouble fully extending their, their arm, um, then they overdid it, and you want to be careful with loss of range of motion with um, – rhabdomyolysis stuff like that it's really common in the fitness overworking um large volume of things like just doing too much too fast um so just being aware of that that range of motion loss it's different if it's like oh it feels tight but i can fully get there and it actually feels better to stretch um versus severe pain and swelling then then you'd be concerned with that so and that's funny that you say that we talked about or you talked about rhabdo um Mm -hmm. Because um, who was it? I recently saw a story. Somebody had gotten it. I, it's pretty common. Like I had it. I've gotten it I before. I had it. Yep. And it's um, didn't they go to the hospital before? It wasn't that bad, luckily. But yeah. it was actually maybe 18, 20, about twenty-four months ago. Okay. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely it. Right. I can't lift my arm over my head. Right. I feel really sick. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You like are like sick of, and yeah, tired. Yeah. All those kind of symptoms, and um, I think that people don't and it's easy to get to miss out on like mm-hmm. oh how much work have I been doing right well he said it a few times you talked about volume and right. really what that is is the total amount of training that you did right for the day week month so on right. and so forth and it's all accumulated right and you have to be able to recover from that right um I think most people in the fitness space because they're really just generally trying to be enthusiasts of fitness right have little to no concept of how much total work they're doing right right they're able to recover from that (laughs) correct right right it's important to have those recovery days for sure yeah absolutely and for the most part i think people especially here people kind of fit in that bubble where Mm -hmm. okay i'm going on vacation for a week right perfect are you gonna write me a workout no yeah i'm not just going on vacation right right relax for for a second yeah for six eight weeks right it's okay right promise you'll feel stronger when you come back right it's funny that you bring up the vacation because when I was um taking little notes and kind of brainstorming um one of the ways too that when I'm checking in with a patient like they had a recent onset of pain I'll ask them like were you just on vacation you know, did you just take time off too? Because sometimes people will take that time off and then they come back and because they're on vacation, they go as hard as they can. And then they don't realize, you know, you haven't been doing as much for a week, which is fine. Um, I'll tell people like active rest, you know, go for a walk, go for a jog, do something. Um, But rest, rest, rest. But then when you come back, ease back into it, you know, because sometimes patients will say well I didn't have any issues with this you know but then they went on vacation and they came back and they tried to do you know 40 50 reps of something that they haven't done for for a week or maybe it wasn't programmed even the week before that so they haven't done that specific movement for two weeks so that could be you know a little onset for them Um, but don't fear that just be aware of you know the the volume that you're doing when you return from vacation or you're sick and you're gone for a week or um maybe you were out for longer than that so for sure and we help um it's funny you say again with vacation and the reason i brought it up because i just had a client come back this week from a two-week vacation Uh and some exercise most people when they ask me to write uh workouts for them on vacation they're not doing workouts on vacation right 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 I, and I told him, I feel like you just like the idea, right. but it's okay, I'll write them for you. And if you get them done, right. that would be great. If not, right. and you just enjoy your vacation, awesome. Right. But right. whether they did it or not, when they come back, I always just cut their volume down. Right. So we yeah. take care and of their that's volume smart. for Yeah, them. that's perfect. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of times they'll come back, this is all I'm doing this week. Yep. Yep. <laughs> We're easing back into it, especially it'll, if you're out for two it'll, weeks. It'll bump back up. Yeah. But even in that volume that they're doing this week, he was in here, he's like, man, it's why is it so hard? Right, <laughs> and right. It was half of what he was doing before he left. Yeah, and he yeah. realizes, oh yeah, 
you know, I might have lost a little bit. I'll gain it back, yeah, but get it back, ease you, back you in. Try to jump back into it. Right. That's when you end up injured. Yep. Yeah, put yourself in a bad spot. Right. And um, you're gonna be coming to see me. Yep. Yeah, go see you. We love for to go see you, but that's you right. we can keep you. Right. I don't want them to have out. to. Right. That's right. <laughs> that'd be great. Um. So the last uh, kind of question I have for you, uh, well, one of the last ones, and we'll see where it goes. Um. People with if they do have an injury, mm-hmm. what do you think is and we may have covered it, but just to kind of go back through. Yeah. What do you think is the best way for them to go from injury, depending on what it is? I know right. everyone's a little different. Right. right? Um, but let's say something, we have to scale it minor, moderate, or severe. Yeah. Say somewhat of a moderate injury back to a regular function where they can kind of get back on the path that they're looking for. So how, how would I take them through that process yeah. and kind of how should you guys? Um, so typically if they've had an injury and um, they've – if it recently just happened. So, um, so we'll go back to the overhead the overhead motion. That's a common, yeah, really, um, common. really, really common, especially if shoulders and overhead motion. So um, I would first kind of see, okay, what, what uh, load, so what weight can they do that's pain-free? Can they do just a bar overhead or maybe it's 10-pound dumbbells overhead? If that's pain-free, you can start there. Um, if it's not then um, basically come down for that, maybe take a couple days off of the overhead movement and do some accessory work, whether it's um, some people really like the crossover symmetry stuff, different rotator cuff strengthening exercises, mm-hmm. um, basic things, and even just um, simple like plate raises, anything pain-free that you're not going overhead. You might just be going to shoulder height with movements. Um, and then easing back in okay now can they do the pvc pipe overhead you know and then can we do just the bar overhead or can we do just a 10 pound dumbbell and then slowly increasing that load that weight as long as it's pain free um, that load and volume so with day-to-day volume then i'd say repetitions as as their volume so maybe they can do 10 10 repetitions before it's painful um then that's where you start they take a break, can they do another 10 or can they maybe do five? Okay, start there. It doesn't mean don't do this movement at all because right. it hurt before, but can we break it down and kind of back off and see if it's pain-free at a lighter weight or um, at a lower lower repetition, lower yeah. volume? Um, so that's one kind of little way that I um, help people with that. And some of it may be, hey, we're taking a week away from overhead motion that we're really doing some rehab or I like to call them prehab exercises. Um, So I'll write specific little prehab programs for patients. Sometimes patients come in just for prevention and they've come in saying, I know I've been hurt doing this. I want to do this movement again, but I don't know how to get back to it. So I'll assess them, you know, is there some mobility deficits that's affecting their range of motion? if you can't even get your arm overhead to your ears without any load, you're probably going to end up with pain as soon as you end up um, loading it. Yeah. So um, kind of breaking down, are there some mobility deficits, some flexibility limitations that need to be addressed? So we're not putting abnormal stress on completely normal tissues, mm-hmm. and then they do have pain. So um, that's kind of breaking it down into two parts if they're coming beforehand and know they've hurt themselves versus they all of a sudden have pain one day um, what can we change immediately to ease them back into it but the answer for me rarely is ever just rest and come back in a week you know because then what happens when they go to do that movement again it hurts again and if it doesn't hurt that time it's most likely going to hurt in the future because the actual cause and source of the issue wasn't addressed it was just um rested or i like to say like put a band-aid on it you know they just didn't do it and then um it flares up later on down the road yeah and we like to say um see it's funny you say that so i just had somebody that came in with um some knee pain that i may may send to you Mm -hmm. um but different conversation but i may send you yeah (laughs) okay but uh and it was the same kind of idea well should i just rest it right well, no. Right. Not really. Right. Depending on what's going on, let's kind of play with it, see what you can do, and then if right. you need to be set somewhere else, right, then we can do that. But 
let's see where you're at. Right. If I can give you the correct plan of action right. so you can get better. But right. same thing the next day she goes, I did look on Google and Google said like maybe you should move it a little bit. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, how about Google. It? That's right. That's right. <laughs> move it, move it, you know? Yeah. And it might just be like for instance, with you guys, you probably do this all the time. Someone comes in and you're trying to see if they can squat and it's painful to squat. Well, they haven't squatted in who knows how long. Um, And even an air squat, it's still loaded because your body weight loaded. So maybe they're squatting to less motion, like they're just squatting to a box and that's pain free. Okay. Then we go to a lower box, you know, little steps that you can get them through that motion. Now, if they have pain with that immediately, maybe there's some other imbalances around the hamstrings or the quads or the hip that's putting more stress on the knee that needs to be addressed with some basic what people think are stupid silly exercises but they help lay the foundation so you can build on them yeah. so funny you say stupid silly exercises. i was just going to ask you what do you say to people that are like well that's boring because now if it's not hard and it's not fast and it's not leave you lying on the floor challenging right then it's not effective yeah not yeah, really right That's in their true. mind right but right, right. Mind. yeah um if you're listening to this on audio i did some air quotes but, yeah. <laughs> but it's not effective right um but that's not really true so how do you kind of get them i want to say buy basically buy into like this is going to help you most right. people are in pain and pain's a pretty big motivator right because we don't like it right but on the off chance there's that that type A that's like, I got to go get jacked. Right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right. right. How are we going to make that happen with three days of physical therapy? <laughs> right, 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 right. So I know I always will tell people, like, I know these are boring and they seem, like, dinky and stupid, but I promise they're they're helpful. And so I always tell people, you know, the boring is what leads to the more exciting, obviously, and um, you're going to be a more more effective at the more complex movements if you do the simple exercises. So, and I'll, I'll have them try it. You know, a lot of times people don't buy into it till you let them try it and then they feel the difference, you know, have an, they do an overhead press and they're like, oh, my shoulder hurts or it feels tight or just doesn't feel right. And then I go through some accessory movements or um, some prehab movements that were really warming up, that whether it's the rotator cuff muscles or um, the triceps, something, and then they press overhead and they're like, oh, I already feel warmed up. Yeah. You know, so I just tell people to kind of think of it as a warm up. Like, think about those boring exercises as a warm up, mm-hmm. and it's going to prevent injury so you can do it longer. So, so I do it completely different because we have it like laid out warm up, strength, yeah. conditioning, or however it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just put the prehab stuff in their warm up. Yeah, that's so perfect. It just says warm up. Okay. So it says warm up. Yeah. So external shoulder rotations, yeah, yeah, yeah. raises, yeah. whatever. They're yeah. like, this is what I'm doing for warm up? Yeah. Yeah, and then see? you're gonna go press the barbell. That's right. I don't ever say like I try not to give them the language. Right. I know, and then later as they get yeah. more buy-in. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely am like oh, I'm just gonna put this in here yeah. and go. go. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Right. Yeah, and that's perfect. You know. Yeah. So and I have to deal with that. You know, with patients like, well, why do I? Why? How can you help me? You know, too, as a physical therapist versus what they think too is I'm gonna have to go three times a week for six weeks. Uh, I have patients come once, and then I usually will schedule, depending on if they're in severe pain, maybe we'll do another session that next week, but mm-hmm. um, I'll do once, and then they'll usually come back in two weeks for a follow-up. Um, depending on the patient, um, usually I say recommend at least two visits with me, um, so I'm not saying 18 visits, um, two visits, and then some patients, depending on age, depending on how long the issue's been going on, Maybe they're seeing me for closer to six to ten visits, but it's spaced out, you know, every two weeks or once a month. Give them things to do with you guys yeah. um, that you're able to build right into their their warm up, and then go into their um, their programming that you've programmed for the day yeah. and touch back and touch base with me. Okay, hey, where where are we at now? Where do we keep? We need to keep going. So. Um, that's kind of where too I'm getting them to to basically buy in and understand like this stuff's important to do it more long term um and to be able to do everything that you guys have programmed for them um and get them to the next level so for sure and what are your thoughts on 
Um, and I know the answer to this question, but I always like that confirmation for everybody else, right? Because yeah. I say it a lot. Yeah. Um, just consistency with those things, right? So if you give somebody a list of do's and don'ts, right. and they come back and see you in two weeks and they're still in pain because they haven't done the do's and the don'ts, right. then we get people in here that are on our prehab exercises yeah, yeah, that yeah. we kind of give them yeah. based on their assessment. Yeah. For sometimes, and lifestyle plays into that, right? Right, right. Sometimes six weeks and they're like, I haven't really done anything else, right? Because you're still in pain. Right. I need for you to nail this right. before we try right. to move you forward. Right. Well, and that's um, what I'll tell patients too. You know, initially I started out and I would just see patients for one one visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they felt good, I'd give them, give them that and they'd be good to go. Um, then I realized we all need some type of accountability. For sure. So we should at least have one follow-up because it gives them some determination to work on that for two weeks or um, maybe it's four weeks maybe it's a week um, it de- really depends on on the patient and their willingness to do it if they don't think they're gonna do them as much as they need to and they need that scheduled time then I'm like yeah come in once a week and we'll go through stuff and I'll work work with you through different movements but it's so important to um, keep them accountable and they have to understand that they're not gonna get better if they don't put in the work. Right. Just like with the actual programming for exercise, for um, the cardiovascular component, if they don't put in the work, they're not gonna see the results. Right. So it's the same thing with, with the prehab movements, with the warm-ups. Um, what, what are they willing to put into it? I understand there's a time constraint, but can you build it into your routine? Yeah. You know, Can you do something you know, right before you get ready for bed or first thing in the morning or you got five minutes at lunch, get on the floor and do that mobility exercise yeah. or use the wall and do a mobility exercise. Yeah. Um, any little things, but it, yeah, if you don't have it, if they don't have it planned out when they're going to do it, they're not going to do, do it. So. Yeah. Yeah, we use, um, and nobody uses this tool, but it's pretty cool. So the program we use is called True Coach. Mm-hmm. And inside of that program, inside of that platform, yeah. they can actually put their workout in their calendar. So it pings them at yeah. like, I'm going to go do this 30-minute workout yeah. at OPEX or at home, wherever you're at. Right, right, right. And ding, yeah. go do your stuff. That's right. Right? So And no some, one uses it, you said. No one uses it. Yeah. I mean, they all show up. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so good. They probably have no reason to. Right. But I just... I really just remembered that right now as we were talking like man if you could just like put something in your calendar right put a reminder where it pinged yep. out and yep it showed your workout as yep. it popped up and oh this is what i gotta do yeah get out of here and go take care of that yeah it'd be much easier but consistency for for i'm sure for your clients and for ours is always right it's it's it tricky but yeah. yeah can right. you get it in and also not being defeated too like i'll tell patients you know i might have them do have them do certain exercises you know five days a week um but I'll say if you can't hit that five days, don't give up and don't do it at all. Right. If you can do it once or twice, that's better than nothing. Um, where sometimes um, people will be the two extremes. Like, I'm just not going to do anything because yeah. I, can't I can't do, do all five, of it. Right. I can't do any of it. Right. Yeah. So, but if you can do one, then we that's can move forward. Yeah, that's better than none. That's better than none. You can move forward from one. So that's really right. good, too. Um, so you exercise currently. You do a lot of CrossFit, right? Yep, I do. So do you have your own program, or do you do the group stuff, or do you kind of mix it up a little bit? So I typically, I typically follow more um, Misfit programming. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll do class, but um, I also kind of have some of my own programming that I'll build in based mm-hmm. on my weaknesses and my needs too, and my prior um, issues that I've had. You know, I've had. Um, history of a shoulder injury when I was younger and then um a hip issue and back issues when I was um, a gymnast yeah gymnast so I have all these specific what I say like prehab exercises that I'll do before I work out um and then certain movements I'll program Mm -hmm. to like hey I know I'm weaker at this I'm gonna do some of this and make sure it fits in with my programming when you're doing the prehab stuff you're not doing like 90 minutes of prehab work to do the workout to do the cardio right it's very specific for what it is that you're doing for the day right whether it's misfit programming or it's your program right class right this is what's on the board this is kind of what my prehab stuff should look like right right Right. yeah like get wrapped up in i don't want to have to warm up for 90 minutes before my workout. right no one has that time unless you're training um 
as a professional athlete, right. unless that's your job. And I you hope know? you have that time. <laughs> right, right. But I don't have that time. So um, I will spend, you know, um, at least 20, 30 minutes warming up. But, you know, I start all of my workouts with a mile run, mm-hmm. and that's a warm up real slow. And then I'll go right into um, my prehab stuff. But it is specific. Like, say I'm going to be um, front squatting for the day, then. I'll do some mobility things for my shoulder to make sure I can get in a front rack position. And then I do some specific movements for my hip and um, back so that really combine together. So it might, it's usually like some glute movements or some hip um, warm-up movements specifically for the hip flexors and the, um, the glute med and the glute max specifically to help me for that day. So I'm, I'm warmed up and I'm recruiting those muscles and not under-recruiting them. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, definitely not 90 minutes. For a warm-up, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. For a 45-minute for workout. Right, <laughs> right. I would be lucky if I had 90 minutes to do the warm-up, workout, cool-down, all that. I so. remember we used to do, I was, and I was much younger. Yeah. I used to do this a mile run. Like, I do a mile, or me and a buddy of mine used to do, like, 20 minutes on an elliptical. Like oh, that yeah. was, but that was the warm-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when, like, bodybuilding was a big deal when I yep. was growing up. So that, yeah. like, I'm going to go. Do 20 minutes of cardio, cardio yeah. and then I'm going to go lift a bunch of heavy stuff for the next right. hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. So, but I mean, I had nothing else to do. Right, like, right. Then I had that was what you time. were doing. Right, right. That's right. what I was doing. But yeah. now I'm like, I'm going to just grab this bar, I'm going to do some stuff, and I'm lucky enough to be a little more mobile than most people my age. Right. Because I've been training for so long. Right. So a lot You've of worked it is, at it. Yeah. So a lot right. of it is just grabbing the bar and then getting into it and adding weight. Right. And then seeing where it goes for the day. Yeah. Um, is there a way that you kind of, forget the word, kind of auto-regulate that? So I'm going to go a little bit heavier today versus not. Um, how do you how do you kind of manage that with your training? So um, obviously depends on how I'm feeling. Right. Um, if typically I might have three heavier days. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes, too, it really depends. There's times that there have been five programmed, but it really depends on, um, I shouldn't say five, maybe four. Um, that's that's more Misfit. Misfit's programming, they're programming for games athletes. Yeah. So I'm looking at the programming and knowing, okay, what do I really need to do? What do I need to drop down? Like there might be some weight that's heavier that isn't worth me doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'll auto-regulate based on if I didn't sleep well that night, I'm not going in the gym and lifting heavy. Yeah. It's just it's just not smart. Now, if I go in and I feel good and I'm slowly building up to a, say, for instance, a heavy back squat, that's fine. Yeah. But um, say the, the workout has, you know, programmed 125 with overhead movements throughout the, the whole workout, um, I'll see how I feel. And if I feel right away that I'm compensating because I am just beat up then I'm gonna drop you know 20 pounds off 10 to 20 pounds down again see how I feel Um, but sometimes it's day-to-day like I'm not I'm not training for the games I'm not training as a professional athlete I'm right right right. I'm just (laughs) training for fun you know so um, in a hobby you know and I I do it for my health as well and um, so I'm really more aware of um, what what that day looks like and then what's my um, time constraint. You know, how much time do I really have to work out today? Um, as a business owner, my training schedule is all over the place right now. Yeah. So it's kind of get stuff in when I can. Yeah. Um, I'm just in that, in that season. So, you know, some days I might be only doing a, like a – considered a cardio workout you know like that's what I did last Friday really easy just I did a, a 14 minute workout and just moved as I could you know I felt good but I was not I didn't have time to warm up and do a heavy heavy squat or anything like that so that wasn't wasn't what was part of my day I came in last Friday and I did 27 deadlifts oh yeah that's what I had time for yeah and I built up so yeah. like nine sets of what's that? Nine 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 sets of three. three. Yeah. And then I walked out. I was like, all right, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's out. better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than you nothing. know. Yeah. But that's what I had time for. So you you're considering your lifestyle a bunch in that. 
Right. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think right. a lot of people kind of miss the boat there. Yeah. Where like, oh, I'm going to put, I'm going to try to change my lifestyle to put exercise into it. Right. Which is a great idea, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's an admirable goal. But like, if you don't have the lifestyle to do that, then you have to try to manage what you what, what you, you can when have. you can. Right. You can. And it's going to it's going to pivot a little bit from day to day. Right. I think people being comfortable with that's pretty. Yeah. yeah, and that's okay. Like I tell people, like give yourself, give yourself grace. You know, oh, yeah. you know I what are you, so what are you training for? And mm-hmm. maybe they did sign up for a competition that they want to do, but pushing through a day that they're not feeling right is only going to set them back more. So do what you can, um, but then don't make excuses either. Like it's easy to go down the other oh, route. Yeah, like sure. I just don't have time. I just don't have time. Yep. Well, you probably have. You could set aside even ten minutes that maybe your warm-up goes into your little bit of your workout, and that's okay if that's what it looks like for that day and you're not trying to throw heavy loads in that warm-up into a workout. Right, trying to rush through it. Right, Do what right. you can. Sometimes the right. clock is the, is the mediator for your for workout you versus do. the load or the rest or whatever. Right, yeah, right. For sure. Um, what's your favorite work? What's your favorite exercise? Favorite exercise? Like... As in like if you into a the movement gym, yeah. or... If you walked into the gym, you're like, you had time for one movement, what would you do? Oh, goodness. That's tough. <laughs> That's really tough. I know. Right? I, know. Um, I love, obviously, with my gymnastics background, I love gymnastics movements. Mm-hmm. So um, I love, you know, pull-ups or muscle-ups or handstands, you know, stuff like that. So um, like if you eat them on handstand push-ups and pull-ups? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. But yeah, I always, but now I love barbell movements. So mm-hmm. like, I really, really like um, cleans too. So cleans are fun. Um, I used to hate deadlifts, and now I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, I had torn my labrum in my hip, um, and I rehabbed myself through that. And one movement I could do a lot of was deadlifts. So I learned quickly to love deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times we love the things that we're good at and hate the things that we're bad at. Yeah. So I've really worked on certain movements I would dread trying to get better at those. So, and I love to just go run. Sometimes it's nice to just not count a rep, yeah. just run. And just go run. Just run. Yeah. So it I kind of depends on how I'm feeling. That person. Yeah. I am like I will walk around and do random stuff in the gym yeah. for thirty minutes. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. And then I'll walk out. Yeah. No shot. I'm running. Yeah. So I have to run a little bit because I'm in the military and yeah. I have the PT test I have to take. Like I have one this weekend. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. So um, I have to make sure I can at least run a mile and a half. Yeah, so you'll be good. Yeah, but I'm now I'm old, so it I don't need to run <laughs> it's, fast. It's not as, yeah. I just need you to just, finish it. That's right. That's right. Complete it. <laughs> yeah, so. Just complete it and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um. So that's really it. Anything else you want to talk about? Um. I don't. I know you had kind of mentioned, too, before we were talking about events um any events coming up up. i actually have an event this saturday um that i'm this is saturday the second um for a pelvic floor seminar okay but it's in um it's in cotswold so it's at iron tribe fitness in cotswold um and it's free to the public so it's at 8 a.m anyone can come um and I'm always willing to, if, if there's a fitness facility, you know, has some specific, like, hey, we're seeing a lot of people with shoulder pain or um, hip pain, could you come talk about that? Yeah. Like, I'm always willing to do that, too. If there's some specific topic that you feel like you're seeing a lot of, um, I could come, you know, talk to, talk to everyone about it um, and teach some different techniques of, you know, how to... Um, check some different mobility issues or um, other exercises kind of go-to's to help yeah. um, so those are that's kind of the newer I guess event coming up and then you know whatever you guys would need in the the future um, awesome. and then just obviously about about my business I'm not far from here so I'm like eight minutes yeah. um, I'm right across the street from Concord Mills Mall um, at um, 8410 Pit Stop Court yeah. Northwest. So, um, and I'll put all that in the notes in the okay. notes so they can see that. The um, and if you have the link for the uh, for the workshop, yeah, I'll put that in there too. Okay, I okay, think I, I saw it, so I can get that. Okay, I can get it um, yeah, so I can um, 
help anyone that is having issues or even wants to prevent anything um, that they're just like hey I feel tight when I'm trying to do this or that is there anything I can specifically be doing day to day that's going to help that I know you guys do a lot of um, that with when you find stuff on their assessments yeah. um, but if there's something too that someone's having kind of lingering and yeah, part of part of our assessment is do we need we don't like try to force people to get referred out right right we want you right. to come in and start moving but right if it's something's like okay we can't exercise this way right like here right right without certain feedback right because for us i can't i have no x-ray vision very limited resources to be able to determine injuries i understand anatomy things like right, that right, right. but um Right, right, right. Send them to the professionals and they'll take care of that. Uh, But you do also, last thing I wanted to mention, you do a ton of really, you've got a lot of really good stuff on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Do you do Instagram that much? Instagram, yep. So Instagram and Facebook. So my. um, What's your handles for those? uh, Be the Change Physiotherapy. So that's on Instagram and Facebook. So I try to always be putting out like free content that's just like, hey, you know, here's a great stretch or a great exercise for shoulder pain or for hip pain um or um I do some different um pelvic floor um I should say shout outs too with different things or postpartum I treat a ton of postpartum women and helping them safely get back to exercise so I'll share some different things like do's and don'ts yeah. you know um or different tips um, so yeah, follow follow my business on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, I'll put um, both of those in there too. Yeah. yeah, I like I like those. You don't you don't talk them. They're really informative. Mm-hmm. There's text, and then you really like we talked about before we started. Yeah, You're like I'm just gonna put this out there. I'll put some text behind it, but right. it still works because you can visually see. Right, oh, that's what she's doing. Right, and what you wrote makes complete sense. Right, right. So there's text for people that like to read and yeah. visual for people that just want to see the video. Yeah. You know, um, but I put the text in there to kind of explain and educate. I love to educate people. Um, knowledge is power, so for sure. that's that's one of my my favorites. For sure, it is. Who's fitter, you or your husband? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've had this conversation, <laughs> and he would say that I'm fitter, mm-hmm. but I would say that he's stronger. And that's, that's a bounce because people will joke and tease him, like, who's stronger? Right. So clearly he's stronger. For sure. Um, that's why I said fitter. Right? Yeah, <laughs> fitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fitter, he would say that I'm fitter. Um, but he's, I mean, he's fit. So yeah. so we both we both work out, so that's that's good. Yeah. Again, it's just a time thing. What what can we put in mentally and physically through our work weeks? So. Awesome. Cool deal. Well, it's been about 50 minutes. This is the longest episode oh goodness, that I've had. Yeah, I'm sorry. But don't be sorry. I, <laughs> I kind of expected it. I yeah. think there was a lot of really good stuff for people to get a hold of, and um, I appreciate your time. No, thank you so yeah, much for, for having sure. me on and um, letting me share a little bit about myself and business, but really how I can help people and um, help help you guys as well with all your members and keeping everyone healthy. Awesome. Appreciate your time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Take care.